welcome to the Center in the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. So today we have a <laughs> topic that I can't talk about my, you know, uh, <laughs> my, my best friend. Uh, I can't talk about my best friend, but... Um, <laughs> uh, this is an inside joke, and if you're not following, you should go back and listen to last week's podcast. <laughs> yes, I've been forbidden to talk about this particular thing. Always by my side. Anyway. <laughs> Which should be the Bible. Well, I mean, like... this season. Yeah. <laughs> so last week, we were talking about confidence. And, and courage. Courage. Yes. And Which having confidence same. in God. Yes. Right. And so we are talking about trust mm. this week. We teased it a little bit last week, as well as my best friend that I miss. And um, <laughs> so... I was thinking a lot of our trust, confidence, courage, while we know what the Bible says um, and how God provides those things for us and how we can trust in God, I think our relationships here on earth hold us back. Mm. Wow. You know how the kids say it's just not that deep nowadays? Um what you said is just really deep. It's so deep. It's so deep. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Diving into the inner depths of our hearts and what's occurred there, what's been covered up, the door slammed mm-hmm. on, locked, covered up with caution tape, maybe. It, it does take a lot of courage and a lot of trust. And a lot of time and a lot of work and crying and sadness and uh, quiet. Yeah. You know, I was ruminating, I love your word, oh, on uh, Romans 8, 5, 8. And it says, those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Wow. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God's lead, God's lead, his leading us out into the open. Sorry, that's probably my typo. Into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God and ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. Oh, isn't that the truth? Ooh, facts, (laughs) right? So this whole topic came to our mind. We talk in random text streams. You know, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'll pop a text in, and it can be five words. And she's like, oh, okay, podcast topic, question mark? (laughs) So I sent her a message, and I said, I'm ruminating on this first from my reading, but even after all he did, you refuse to trust the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking myself, in what ways am I not trusting God? And that story, that verse was in Deuteronomy one thirty-two. But the big question was, in what ways am I not trusting God? But I think we've bored down even deeper for me. Yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a great, it doesn't seem like a surface level question, right? 
Right. But it is. Yeah. That is the literal first layer of the onion is if you can sit with God and figure out in what ways am I not trusting you, God? You know, is it in my parenting? Is it in my value? Is it in my um, finances? We always hear that. I mean, that's a big one, right? Is it in my marriage? You know, what is it that we're our kids? That's a big one. Oh, but it's still so surface level. Still so, so that's just like one little broad topic if you think about it. And so I love how you described it as we were chatting. Like, what are you tight fisting? Yes. What am I clenching my fist around that I refuse to give to God or acknowledge? Find the courage to stand up to. Yes, which we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Or even um, for me, the trust thing. Oh, I trust that God will have my children. Well, really, I do think that God has my children's best interest in mind all the time. And I know that God has um, a plan for my kids that I can't imagine, right? Like, I trust God with that. But I'm just kind of like whitewashing it to yes and not diving in (laughs) that's right that's exactly right and i think we do that so much in our christian culture someone may try to open up and it's like we kind of cut them off i'll i'll pray for you about that right i don't i don't want to dig any deeper let's not let's keep it right there you know um and then so the next question is kind of what is that root though there's always a root to that problem and our trust issue. So if you just are imagining a plant on the surface of the ground, mm-hmm. um, that is what the the big topic is. The kid, the marriage, the worth, the whatever, the I'm not enough, whatever you're not trusting God with. Um, but what's the root? Yes, where did that come from? That takes a little bit of work because you have to... Um, recognize that it goes deeper Mm -hmm. acknowledge it dig away get out some tools yeah (laughs) yeah right whatever that looks like um dig use the tools dig away some of the dirt oh lots of dirt lots of dirt and then get down to the bottom um of the root and usually you know one of those tools is is definitely god it may be a counselor maybe other people like we talked about before but it usually stems back from the very beginning. A seed is planted and it has something to do with how you grew up, what you experienced as a child in some way, some sort of, um, usually a parent. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where an abandonment issue or where you blamed yourself for something or someone said something to you. And it takes effort to go back and and dig that out. And confront that. Yes. Because I, I almost want to go back to my closed door analogy. Yes, I love that I one. can just put the sticker on it that says, oh, Jesus took care of that. Jesus saved me. Mm-hmm. Jesus covers all the things. But if I don't go and see the damage that that root has caused, it continues. Not only that, if you don't pluck a weed out by its roots, if you just cut it off at the top, it will grow back. 
Right, in different ways. In different ways and maybe a different area at a different time of the season. But if the root remains, it is still there and it will continue to grow back and flare up in different ways at different times and seasons of your life. And here's the thing. You've been living with that root all your life. Yes. So you don't see it. I'm going to be a little more transparent than I'm being right now. So I sent this to Allison. Oh, gosh. It looks like in March, like over a month ago, I sent this topic to her. Yeah, for sure. It might have been a month and a half. And I said, but I don't think I'm ready to talk about this yet. I think I'm just starting to tap into it. Well... I've been talking with God about this trust thing and what am I not trusting him with and knowing that there was something else, but I couldn't figure it out. Just now, right before we recorded, Alice and I were going over these quick notes and we had very few notes and she asked me a question and we started talking and y'all, it just, the floodgates opened. Like, okay, actually the reason why you have a trust issue is because everyone in your life that you were supposed to trust wasn't trustworthy. <laughs> right. And so what what does that do? You can trust God as much as you know how to trust and as much as you have experienced trust, but it's going to take God intervening for you to trust on a God level. And a friend like Allison to go, hey, I think it's deeper than that, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> well, You know, I've been through my own things and had to dig deeper in my own garden (laughs) so, so much that um, with the help and wisdom of others as well. And so I think it's easier once you've been there to ask those questions. Um, And it's always easier to ask them than to deal with them yourself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think what we end up doing is we end up instead of putting our trust we ask that question, who are you putting your trust in? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of God and finding with that trust, the courage to go to those deep, dark places with him to come out stronger with him and for him. We sit there and we just put our trust in ourselves and we think we're putting our trust in him. There it is. <laughs> So you say you are, but are you really? And that is where what we talked about last week, the courage truly comes from. Unless we have this deep trust and have dealt with these things, the courage cannot grow and foster. And that is where we, when we find that courage from that trust, that is where we stand up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. That is where we say, I am worth more than this relationship. I am worth more than these words. I am worth more than being treated like this. My kids are in better hands with the Lord. I will do what I can. I am doing what I can. Mm -hmm. Going back and asking yourself those hard questions. Why am I responding? Why am I being insecure about this particular thing? Right. Why am I angry about this situation. No one else seems to be angry yeah. in this situation. Why am I so upset? So whenever we have those moments where it's just this heightened sense of some sort of feeling, we should always pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's always something deeper there. Yeah. And I really thought, I kind of knew that I was still not really deep, but I thought that's as far as I can go. 
And it took you to go, but actually, and I, I think you and I, just in the conversation, you learned probably more about me than you knew, right? Yeah. And it's having the trust in her and having someone trustworthy that you know um, is going to lead you where? To God and Jesus and healing, right? Yes, and treating when you are the recipient of that trust and you hear the heart of someone else, um, I just feel like it needs to be said. I mean, I don't think people don't generally open up to just anyone in really deep things, but do, as you've mentioned before, know who you can trust with those things. And when you are trusted, you know, treat those things like a dear treasure Mm-hmm. because it is a dear treasure for someone to open their heart to you and to share something painful or transparent or vulnerable from their past. And I'm grateful that I can do that same thing with you. Yeah. Cause we have certainly had, I've been, <laughs> you have asked me questions and I have uh, on other days been yeah. the one where the tears are flowing and you know, yeah, the growth and the change is happening. So finding those people, you know, we get into a tale sometimes. I call it the spin cycle (laughs) in our brains. And it's this tale that we spin in our minds. And even once we know the tale that is, is false and we know it's not true, it has become so much a part of the fabric of our lives and our souls and our hearts that it takes so much effort to resist it Mm. and how it's misleading us. And if you think about a spin cycle, it just keeps you disoriented and dizzy. Yeah. And that is what these, the opposite of truth, these falsehoods do in our life. They keep us in a constant spin cycle and we keep replaying the same things, the same mistakes. And it is only with the Holy Spirit's power that you know, we cannot overcome this spin cycle by excluding God. We can only do it with Him. And it's His power and might, not ours. So you're saying, um, you know, I'm thinking about the truth and the trust and that sort of thing and the tales that you're talking about. And I think when you discover something big that you... So for me, I think we've decided that my self-worth... You explained it well. Yes. Well, you said something about, um, and we need to have a conversation about this in, in another podcast, yeah. but you said um, uh, not being enough. And I said, I don't think it's about you not being enough. I think it's thinking you're not worthy right. of more. And I think I'd never really thought about it um, until I said it out loud, but they're very different things. Yeah, we'll have to dive into that another because day. Because I dig, I, I dig into the I'm not enough, or I right. fall into that category, and you fall into the I'm not worthy of. Yes. Yeah. And so I think what happens when we find a tale, like the one that I feel like I'm not worthy, which we'll tackle another day, we have to go all the way back to the time we started telling ourselves that. Yes. Because our entire life from that point on has been experienced with that lie, with that narrative, right? And so that, my friends, is when we talk about the hard work, that is where it's at. (laughs) The unwrapping of that is like no joke. It is not just sitting down and opening a birthday present 
or any present with one layer. It is those gifts that, you know, people give someone a tiny little ring and they wrap it in a small yes. box and they wrap it and then they put it in a bigger box and they wrap that and then they put it in a bigger one, bigger one, bigger one. Um, that is what we're talking about here. That's right. <laughs> so how do you, you know, if you're me and you felt like you could never trust anybody, I can only trust myself. How does someone that only trusts oneself learn to trust God? Mm. Um, I'll tell you how I've slowly figured it out and then you can tell me how the rest of the world did it. <laughs> So for me, I had to start by trusting God with little things and journaling about it and seeing that God was who the Bible says he is. And God does love us the way God, the Bible says he loves us. And hearing stories that other people tell me about how they trusted God and how things worked out. And it's even better when someone talks to you before and says, hey, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I know God's going to help me turn it out the right way, right? Mm, And so when you can be on the front end of the journey with somebody, man, does it grow nice, deep roots of faith and trust. I, I think that's it. I mean, I think that it starts small. And if you think about that, He even says that all through scripture. It's always tiny things. Like the mustard seed? Yes. I mean, that's what he's asking. Like, this is how we start Mm -hmm. with this tiny bit of faith, this tiny bit of trust and take that initial step. And, you know, that's how I was, you know, 20 years ago in ministry or whatever it was. I don't even know. (laughs) Um, Scared to death and doing all those things. And so much with parenting and marriage and, you know, dealing with grief and all the things. It is the small things. But then, as we talked about last week, it does become a little contagious. Mm -hmm. Once we begin to trust, the courage grows, the trust grows. And it's not just contagious for other people. It becomes contagious for ourselves. Yes. Because once you experience something... And you see, oh my gosh, this is true. This mm-hmm. is real. This this God is everything he says he is. And no, it do- doesn't always turn out the way I wanted it to or the way I planned. Um, and sometimes it actually sucks. But, <laughs> I mean, it does. Sometimes yeah. it is like not, not at all good. But then you are able to see through his eyes and his vision what the beauty that comes from those ashes Mm -hmm. can be. And it is a slow, gradual process of learning to put your trust in him. Yeah. I mean, I think how blindly, gosh, I'm going to try not to get political with this, but I think of how I just so blindly as a young adult, oh, I trust that the person in the classroom is, you know, the expert. And they're far better than I am at taking care of my kids. Oh, Eh. right. I trust that the doctor has, you know, the best information and they're doing their best and they're better at caring for my children or understanding. I mean, yes. Do we need teachers? Sometimes. Do we need doctors? Sometimes. But God also equipped us. Absolutely. And so, you know, how many times did I say, oh, I trust my children to this teacher. I don't even know where she lives. I don't even know what her life is like, but she can have my kid eight hours a day. 
Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Would we do that with anybody else? <laughs> oh, and this doctor, I don't know what, you know, what their life looks like at home, but whatever you say, I'm just going to follow. Yeah. We so easily put our trust in... All these other things. All these other things. <laughs> and so easily. Right. So why is it that we have such a hard time trusting the creator of the universe... All things seen and unseen. Right. He's like woven everything together, the fabric of all. And, you know, embracing that the living, breathing God lives in us. Right. And speaks to us through the Holy Spirit on the daily, if we listen. On the daily. (laughs) Facts. I know. So this is a deep conversation probably open-ended we're we might not be done with this one (laughs) yeah we may not be done with this one this is something so important for every single one of us because if we do not know ourselves Uh and who we truly are and why we cannot truly know god just wrap your minds around that but if we aren't ourselves, then we can't truly go to him as mm-hmm. ourselves. And we that hinders our relationship with him. So this is important on so many levels of relationships. The most important being our relationship with God. Yeah. Thanks for taking a deep dive with us. But yes. today, you only have to answer that really surface question. <laughs> right. In what ways am I not trusting God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then maybe you'll find the courage to peel back the onion and the layers and dig a little deeper um, into some of your dirt with someone you trust. And Um, yeah, if you're having problems, reach out to us, DM us. We have events all the time. We do coffee chats, um, spill the beans. We try to get out there in the community so we can hear from you. And man, we're not the experts, but we can direct you to Jesus. Absolutely. 100% (laughs) there. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center in the Saint.